K-Mob's interesting because I feel like everything's pretty thought out. What do you mean it's like a full box set? What do you mean it's a bound book with vellum in it? It's very, very glorified. The VP of Creative and Content Development at RCA Records, Tony Ann. Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. That's Chris. That's Shan. And we are CCTV, the nonstop pop show. And today we are speaking to a very special guest, Tony Ann the VP of Creative and Content Development at RCA Records. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Looking for an awesome global pop music podcast? Chris and I have the inside scoop with extensive experience from performing on stage and working at music labels. We review and deep dive into your favorite artists, songs, and careers, and also interview music industry professionals, including artists, producers, choreographer, and everything in between. So join us at Patreon at patreon.com slash and become part of our amazing crew, including Lisette, Lily, Emily, Kevin, and Juliet. Subscribe now and let us explore the world of pop music together. Yes. <laughs> and we are joined today, as I said, by our very special guest, the VP of Creative and Content Development at RCA Records, Tony Ann. Thank you so much for joining us today. You and I did work together Hi. for a few years. Our, our roles didn't cross paths too often, but you were always wow. one of my favorite people to talk to at the office happy hours. And we've stayed in yes. touch because you're an awesome person. And so I'm also very proud <laughs> of you. watching your career growth and everything you've achieved so far in this very tough music industry. So yes, welcome. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So happy to be here. All right, well, before we dive in, just want to note, mm -hmm. Tony Ann's comments and thoughts are hers and hers only and are not representative of RCA or Sony Music or any of the artists she has worked with or currently works with. Yes, let's get the yes, legalese correct. out of the way. <laughs> yes, that is correct. And full disclosure, everything I say is only what I know. I've only worked in certain aspects of the music industry at certain companies. So mm -hmm. whatever I do say is only related to what I personally know. It could be totally different at a different company. So oh, yes. I just want to that out there as well. Definitely. Thank you very much. Yeah. Very much. No, just taking yeah. it back a little bit. Going back to your childhood, what were some of your musical influences growing up? Oh, yeah. So I am definitely dating myself, but I am definitely part of the TRL generation. So I grew up with in the 2000s with Britney and NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys. And I used to watch MTV and VH1 and TRL after school every day. <laughs> and that was just like a really big moment in just pop culture at the time. And that was like my religion, basically. Like I used to go home and be like, TRL time. I wish that I was there. I grew up in New York and I was mm -hmm. never allowed to go to Times Square. My mom never brought me. And I was like, why can't we go? I know now, like as an adult, <laughs> I understand why we didn't go to Times Square and stand there mm -hmm. for how many hours. Um, but yeah, so that's generally like, I used to sit there and like watch TRL and making the video and pop-up video and all of those I really wanted to just like be immersed in that all the time mm -hmm. um so 
So that's generally like where it kind of like blossomed. My dad was also a musician. So music was always around in general in my life. My mom was like, he, well, you always listen to the radio. The radio was always on. She grew up on disco. Like, <laughs> so I had a big wide verse of musical taste. And my dad was like anti-disco. I love disco, <laughs> um, which was really fun. And then when I was um, younger, I started getting into like pop music and the Spice Girls and NSYNC and Backstreet and Britney and Christina. And I just like, I loved everything about it. Mm -hmm. Yes, this is why we're friends. <laughs> um, so yes, you have a degree in graphic design and you were pursuing the music business yeah. very early on in your career with internships at major labels like Atlantic and Sony. So what mm -hmm. inspired you to then take the steps to actually want to work in the music industry? Yeah. So back to, you know, growing up in music and wanting to just like immerse myself in it all times. Um, I used to be on forums when I was a kid and I taught myself Photoshop and I used to like make like backgrounds and little avatars and everything of like people's favorite musical artists. Yeah. So like that was like my little side hustle at like 13 years old was like getting requests for people on different forums and making those. Um, whether it be like musicians or movies, like I did a bunch of like Harry Potter ones, like everything <laughs> when I was a kid. So, um, so I kind of like started doing that. And then I was like on Zanga and MySpace and I built different things for all my friends and mm -hmm. they made their MySpaces look great and their Zangas and making banners and headers and all that stuff. So like that was a hobby of mine when I was young, way younger. And mm -hmm. then when I got into high school, I primarily focused on art. I was always an art kid. I never played any sports. I sat there and colored like that was my thing. <laughs> um, and yeah, so then I realized like I can actually like make it a career in a mm -hmm. way. I was really heavily into photography when I was a, in high school. But then I realized like, oh, wait a second, like I can actually like do this as a job and like very millennial mind process of being like, do what you love and make it your job. And it was yeah. like, OK, cool, I'm going <laughs> to do that. So I ended up going to art school. And I studied graphic design and kind of just wanted to always do music stuff. I was like made my own different covers when I like had any projects or movie or posters, all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. um, or posters, etc. And um, one day I saw that there was an opening uh, at Sony Music, and I kind of just applied, and then I ended up getting it, which was great. So that was like my first like step in the door of seeing how the actual music industry worked. And I mm -hmm. just like, I fell in love with it. Awesome. So what were some of your first internships yeah. like? Um, They were pretty basic. <laughs> um, my first one was, I mean, my first internship was out of outside of music. Um, but my second one was at Sony and it was a generalized central system, which I can mm. get into a little bit later. Um, but it was a centralized system and the uh, team worked across all labels under Sony. Mm -hmm. So um, basically, we went to work at the Sony building, which is really exciting, which is a different building than it is now. Um, and we were stuck in our little cubicles. And basically, we would just go to the different art directors and creative directors and ask if they needed help. So like, mm. we would do like logos or like help with little advertisements, like very, very basic um, type of things to help out any other creative directors. But I worked on a, like all but a bunch of different types of um, music. So there is Masterworks, which is a classical label. So I worked with a lot of classical artists mm -hmm. and um, did a few artwork for like Leonard Cohen and all all that stuff. Um, and then I also worked on some things for Miranda Cosgrove when she was signed wow. to Sony. And 
fiance, I got like a little, little like step in the door. I don't know if anything I did actually like went anywhere, but I was like, oh, I get to work on Beyonce. And it was like the best thing <laughs> ever. It was like very small. Um, but yeah, it was very, very much um, a very basic internship. And then when I went to Atlantic to intern there, I did a lot more. It was a lot smaller. Yeah. They actually had their own art department. Um, so I was working one-on-one with those art, uh, art directors and sat right next to them instead of being like, like in a cubicle. Um, it was more of an open floor plan. So I got to experience a little bit more there um, than I did at Sony. Because like there would be artists walking around and you could see like what's going on. And it was a lot more of a... Um, more immersed experience than it was at Sony at the time. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, you took your your fandom and turned into a profit. Well, that's kind good. of. That's a, you know, that's nice. Yeah, that's basically. Nice. <laughs> All of us can do that. So it's inspiring. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely like the fangirl to like worker trajectory in a weird yeah. way because like I'm, I didn't study music. Um, I yeah. wasn't, I never played a, uh, an instrument. That was not my thing. Um, but it was just basically like, I just loved the whole vibe of music industry. And, you know, it's not the same as it was then at right. all. Like, you don't see artists on yachts anymore throwing money. You know, right, like, right. it was a completely different <laughs> yeah. vibe. I mean, even even the industry as a whole, like, that's things completely different from what I assume it was back in mm-hmm. the 2000s, too. So... I missed out on the fun part. Of That's what I thought too. I w- I loved like the artist development kind of aspect of, yeah. of how yeah. things worked. Like those stories about like how they found Britney's sound yeah. and, and all those things were yeah. so interesting to me and, and they don't really do that anymore. And they weren't so doing much. that by the time I started working at it either. So yeah, no. yeah. I no. still have, I hold on to hopes of, you know, discovery that way, you know, at a club and someone goes, you're great. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Oh, but <laughs> yes. The Whitney model, you know, one, you know, one day I'll be spotted, you know, like that, the street casting. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yes. yeah, you you have yes. gone gotten really far. So now you are at RCA as the VP of creative and content development. So what does this yeah. kind of job entail? Oh, yeah, it was wild to even think about that. It's like imposter syndrome syndrome to the max. Ooh. Like I think mm-hmm. about it all the time and I'm like, damn, like that's. What yeah. I did. You did an amazing job. I'm so proud of you. Go on. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah. So basically right now, the way that it's working um, as we stand at RCA, it's still very much in flux. It's a newer department. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I said before, when I interned, it was at a centralized group and that doesn't really exist anymore at Sony. So now all the labels either have their own creative department, similar to the Atlantic model, or they figure it out otherwise. I have no idea. I don't work at those labels, so I don't know mm-hmm. what their process is like. Um, but at RCA, yeah, we've built a creative team, um, which is a lot of fun. Um, and basically what I do now is that I oversee the art digital animation aspect of it. While uh, my boss, who's our SVP, she oversees a lot more of the bigger picture creative development start of it. And then like, I kind of take it and make it more um, instead of uh, like at a micro level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like at a micro level rather than a macro level. Um, so yeah, so we take everything when the photos are already done and when, and I see what we can do with the artwork and then with the physical product and all of that fun stuff and kind of like bring it down the line to, um, start promoting the artists and the song, um, which is a lot of fun. Um, I am currently helping her with like a lot of the, you know, reaching out to photographers and doing all the bigger picture stuff. But as the team grows, it's going to be more like a separation not necessarily a separation we all work together but more mm-hmm. of like 
you know, I'm going to oversee a lot more of this instead of dabbling on both sides. Ah, delegating Mm -hmm. a lot more. That's awesome. So for those people who have never worked at a record label, what do you think are some of like the big misconceptions or or kind of things that you found kind of the most interesting (laughs) in terms of people's like expectations versus the real thing? Mm. It's very, very glorified in a good way. You know, like I had this conception of it too. Like famous people is amazing. (laughs) We're all people with jobs that are trying to like, you know, make sure that we're releasing and putting out the best things we possibly can. Um, It's also um, the fastest paced industry, I feel like, in Mm. the entire world. There's really like anything can happen at any given time. I mean, even in the creative world is like wild to think of like agency lifestyle friends that I know that like would sit there and work on a project for like one project for six months. Yeah. Meanwhile, like we have a... 12 artists coming out with a song on Friday. So we have to make sure that we have everything done for all 12 of those artists. And that includes like assets from front to back artwork, social clips, you know, mm-hmm. websites, everything that has to do to release everything on Friday. So it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so that's another thing that I don't think people realize is that like, it's a lot, it's a lot and it's fast. Yeah. And a lot of the times we don't have as much time as we would like to, to put into building out something so great and fun you know Mm -hmm. but yeah I think that was definitely interesting for me too and I think that's to also what's different from the late 90s time right because they would record the album you'd have the music done six to a six months to a year maybe even before it comes out and you have time to actually flesh that all out as opposed to now Mm -hmm. where an artist will be like this song needs to come out next week or there's like, oh, this song got placed in a TV show. It needs to come out right now. And it's like, we all yeah. just have to do what we can. And, and yeah. it ends up not being like a very well-planned release. Yeah. It's just like, you kind of have to just yeah. do what you can. So yeah. interesting. Yeah. And sometimes it works and it's great and it's amazing. And we're like, mm-hmm. yeah, we can kind of <laughs> like piggyback off of that like success and kind of make it bigger as as we go. And like mm-hmm. work in tandem with how it's growing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it doesn't. Like, I can't tell you how many songs you release any given week. I don't even know how many songs yeah. you release all the time where yeah. um, it could have been something really great, but it gets buried because, I mean, within the past, like, five years, I would say the music industry. So I don't even know how to navigate, you know, my Spotify anymore because it's just so much. Yeah, it's very yeah. saturated. Any given time. Yeah. yeah. Extremely saturated, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of sad um, for mm-hmm. a lot of musicians that like really want to put their work out there but are getting the visibility that they need it is no it seriously is i think uh, i've recently uh went through like my instagram messages and somebody found me i'm like how did you find me he said spotify really and i said you're kidding me you are kidding (laughs) he goes no i'm like oh my god that's awesome yeah (laughs) but you're right but thank you but there's so many Mm -hmm. almost too many where you're just like why is this on here? Mm-hmm. But hey, it's, yeah. it's a business. Yeah. Yeah, there's no real quality control. If you want something up on Spotify, no. you can easily do it yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So before we dive deeper into your work, mm-hmm. what are some creative yeah. concepts that maybe you have done, but not necessarily, but both in Western music and mm-hmm. K-pop that you think are really successful and innovative and should be looked at as really great examples of well-executed creative direction? Yeah, I mean, the reason why I really got into K-pop, and this is how Chris and I like became even closer, because I was like, "Wait, Chris, you like K-pop? I'm really into it." It was like, <laughs> yeah. like 
my COVID discovery of like, yeah. I knew obviously as like, you know, BTS was starting to pop off like 2018 or whatever. And I was like, I feel like I would really like this because I just love a boy band. Like it's totally my thing. And it just didn't click. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden during COVID, it was like, that's it. I got it. And mm-hmm. now I'm like in it. I'm, immer- I'm immersed in it. as <laughs> But um, yeah, the thing that really, really got me into um, the K-pop world is how much everything is planned out and thought out around the concepts mm-hmm. um, and say like, okay, well, this is like what we're going to do. Here's the music. Um, here's what the creative is going to look like. Here is what the album is. I kind of like do it all. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really fun has its pros and cons um but i really really love that and that's something that i've been trying to see what we can do as at rca um and like how we can kind of get a, a head start on that creative to make sure that everything's good but anyway i digress um so a thing that i um noticed in the western world in k-pop so K-pop's interesting because I feel like everything's pretty sought out already. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't really have one that I can like put a finger on that I'm like, this is perfect. Um, just because every single one that comes out, I'm like, this is such a cool concept and this is great. And I love how this all kind of ties it together. This is amazing. Um, but on the Western front, what I found recently at least was smart. And they kind of, not to say that it took the K-pop model because it's something that's been doing like booking this for years, but like, even uh, like the Taylor Swift idea of this being mm. an entire concept around midnight and a clock mm. and how the vinyls all match together. And it was just like a K-pop idea where you should get every single version of the yeah. album and they all kind of tie in together. And mm-hmm. they even had um, a, a merch piece that was like the, the pans of the clock that you can actually put the vinyls on the, your wall and like actually making it into a clock and i was like that's oh, wow. brilliant like that's yeah. smart hello like yeah. things like that that like kind of all just tie in to the idea and the concept of what the artist really has is just super smart to me i mean beyonce has been doing it really well too mm-hmm. um but she's beyonce so i mean i can't really you know everybody <laughs> knows it's just like i don't need to talk about it um but i'm trying to think of anything else that can kind of come to mind it'll come to me but like those are the top two mm-hmm. that really really stand out to me as far as something that seemed like it was really planned and executed i mean like even like billy eilish for example like mm. when she was popping off um in like 2018 like her entire concept of like her as a person and then mm-hmm. how it related to her music yeah. and just like dark like tomboy s type vibe and it kind of continued on um, that whole era of Billie Eilish was really smart because it all tied in together too. So the the her last album is kind of interesting to me how she kind of yeah. like like did a like yeah. a one eighty, but um, yeah. but yeah, I think that was really smart too, especially for like a developing artist at the time. Right, because um, Taylor Swift and Beyonce are obviously established artists. The budget's there, the time well. And it's her. And yeah, I guess the time is there because they know that their fans would come regardless of when they would release something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that was also interesting. Um, and at least in a pre-COVID world, it's interesting post-COVID of how everything's been kind of rolling out. So I was at, talking to a friend just about like K-pop albums and how crazy they are. Um, and I kind of was just like, look, Western artists can never do this because it costs so much money to produce yeah. it over here. Yes. Right? Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, what was what was your first K-pop physical purchase? Okay, so my first physical purchase was I think it was a Wavy album. To be honest, oh, they were my good first. For you. 
Wave is good. Intro <laughs> into um, like really getting into K-pop. Like my friend made me a, a whole playlist because she really got into it during COVID too because we also have a K-pop group named Atheist who are fantastic. Yeah. Um, and we, it was like recently, like we recently find them and we were just trying to like understand a little bit more about the world and kind of get into it. And she was like, she got into it. She was like, no, Tony Ann, you really need to start listening to it. You're going to love it. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Um, so she made me an entire playlist of like just songs that she really loved. And the ones that I kind of like kept gravitating towards were weighty songs. So like that, I kind of like fell into it. And then she was like, but listen, like you got to like look at the packaging of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, what do you mean? And like, as a designer, I love packaging. It's like my <laughs> thing. And it's like, that's what I do now mm-hmm. is like really making sure like our physical product is up to par, et cetera. Um, and I was like, okay, I feel cool. So I looked into it. I was like, wait, what do you mean? It's like a full box set. What do you mean? It's a bound book with vellum in it. And the uh, designer uh, uh, or like, and I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, yeah, and it's like 20 bucks. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, it's just like, what am I mind? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they were the first purchase um, because I was like, I want to see exactly like what this is. Mm. So I bought, um, I nice. think it was... Yeah, Take Over the Moon, the two. Um, and those are hardbound books with like gold. I mean, I can show you. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, bring like, them out. Go not, for it. Bring them, um, bring them out. But, yeah, I love them. I love them all. I can show them all. I can be here for hours. Um, <laughs> Honestly, that's great because a lot of people don't think that a lot of the Americans working on K-pop projects care. So it's good that you actually oh, yeah. have invested. So thank you for being invested, yeah. like literally. Because oh I've seen God. some people, yes. I'm like, you don't care much, do you? It's okay. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it too, but I'm like, <laughs> just don't understand. I mean, like now, like I'm so new, I guess it's been like three years now, yeah. but like I'm still very new to like it as a whole. Like I haven't been there since the beginning. I haven't been there like for the past like five, six, seven years, you That's know? Okay. So it's like there's still stuff that I'm learning. Yeah. Um, I know it as it is today and what it was. I mean, that is your guys's fortune less of mine you could tell me all about it and how it was back then but um but yeah so i'm like slowly learning but anyway it's okay the purchase the purchase means you're in the purchase yeah you're in it yes so i'm in it so like this like this is a hardbound book that's like gold foil Mm -hmm. which is like yeah beautiful edges it's all foil on the edges like a first edition novel or something it's like (laughs) why but thank you yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, I mean, as I purchased more and more, I realized, like, this is, like, really well done, but it's, like, a very basic model yeah. of, like, yes. a K-pop album, yeah. which is, just, like, it could get very, very wild. Yeah. Uh, but even oh. still, like, this is very impressive to yeah. just, like, knowing that, like, something in the Western world like this would cost, like, 40 bucks. Like, it this, would. it's yeah. wild. It's wild yeah. to me. So, um, so, yeah, so the idea of, like, it happening in the Western world is, like, I've been trying. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. how can yeah. we like really make this something? But a lot of our plants, they're in Europe. Chris knows this very well. Yeah. Um, they're all in Europe. Um, and we don't only have like our own plants. So it's not like we have our like go-to. We have a couple, I think, that we reach out to depending mm-hmm. on like the timeline and et cetera. Um, and it, yeah, we're all you know, with the rest of the music industry in yeah, the yeah. Western world, like all of American labels go to these plants. So we're competing with 
literally everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first part. The second part is that Western um, musicians and fans don't really gravitate towards CDs as much because these are all CDs. They're not yeah. even vinyl. They all love vinyl. So mm-hmm. vinyl is even more expensive to replicate and even longer of a turnaround time. Yeah. So like that's mm-hmm. even another layer of it. And I think all of, at least K-pop groups, I'm assuming that all of their plants are in Korea. So they're just like right there. Mm-hmm. So like everything gets it done like locally and everything just gets shipped across. So yeah, completely different world though. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There. No, you're right. I remember years ago, there was this group called BAP. Their album was supposed to be, it was supposed to be Chartreuse, but it ended up coming out mauve. They had already signed the mauve ones, and then they had to oh throw the mauve ones and re-sign the Chartreuse ones. Oh, wow. Like, I remember watching, like, seeing a Twitter post, like, hey, guys, it was the wrong color. Like, a slight difference. Like, not, I'm, I'm being dramatic with the mauve and the chartreuse. But when I tell Ooh, yeah. you, it was the difference of, like, a like a tan versus pale skin. That's how, like, slight the difference was. Mm-hmm. And they trashed yeah. all those albums to replace them. And I thought, no. Yeah, the K-pop fans are crazy. Like, if yeah. there's a typo. I think there wasn't, wasn't there an NCT thing where, like, they forgot Do Young on, like, one photo, right? And they, yeah. like, Well, it was the back everything. of a CD, oh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty so, bad. Those fans were not happy. They're like, you're mistreating Do-Young. The the, stakes are so high. I mean, I think think with Beyonce's recent album, the Renaissance one, it was paper. It wasn't like a crystal cave, but there was like a mini poster. She used to put the mini posters inside of her DVDs. Now there's a mini poster, a larger poster, and a postcard. So she's trying. (laughs) So Western artists are trying on a smaller scale. but They are trying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just like... yeah, they're at a whole nother level. It's pretty, it's wow. amazing. It's intense. Yeah, it's intense. <laughs> it's something that's, you know, I I love it. I literally yeah. purchased so many of them because I'm like, what are they doing next? Like, I need to know, like, how they printed this one versus yeah. the one that they did last time. And like, yeah. what size is it? Like, they come out with different sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of, some of them are like, like, look like magazines. Sometimes they're books. Sometimes yeah. they're boxes. So they have, like, yeah. everything all all in it. The thing that I really, it was really interesting to me because it's so, so different from years that, like, they, one, they do, I feel like they do everything in, like, one building, firstly. <laughs> like, everything <laughs> is, like, in one building and they do <laughs> yeah. it all at once they have their photo shoots they do whatever they do um but knowing that they can like create like photo books and have three different versions of those mm-hmm. books mm. and like all those photos are approved and like they can <laughs> yes. film all this content yes like, Damn, like we had anything like this like mm-hmm. we would be so much golden. easier like this is oh like a gosh. dream yeah yeah yeah. yeah i love that for Very you different. though it's also like it's half fandom but also just half research oh yeah totally like it's kind of yes. awesome and that's a very different perspective yeah, i, I think, do the same thing i look at the like the girl group like albums if i have an album where friends like i'm getting yeah. rid of this album i don't want it i'm like run it here because i'm like photo yeah. shoot idea yeah like, it, yeah so you're right it is it's very all helpful. inspiration mm-hmm. like a yeah, pinterest and, board in front of you right in your hand mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yes. And they're so, they come out so often that it's like, I'm never yeah. bored. So I'm like, oh, what do they do this time? And just kind of like to see how everything plays into each other and how they've done it. And mm. every label is so different too, oh. as, as far as their quality is concerned. Mm. I'm a little biased. However, um, most of my albums come from the FM universe, which is a wild time, which we have to offline about, by the way, yeah. because that's been a crazy. Yes. Um, <laughs> but... I like recently um, bought a couple of 17 albums, a couple, yeah. I have like 12, um, 17 <laughs> albums and they are like so beautiful. That, like I never thought like they can be like, they have a highlighter in them so yeah. you can draw their logo. Like the concept's like, oh yeah. my gosh. It's just yeah. so cute. Yeah. It's just like Serious. they put so much thought into their albums every single time and there's like five versions of it. So yes. they have mm. five different photo shoot and get the cards and yeah. stuff. the whole the whole world i can go on about this for literally hours i guess um, no, i guess creative stickers are in monster monster x gets strict stickers scratch off tickets yeah. with like words of encouragement yeah. from the group mm. like oh we'll yeah. need to talk about monster x a little bit because they were signed uh, to sony oh yeah um, i know you didn't work yeah. directly on their project right but you have no no they were about, a different yeah. label Okay, so <laughs> I was in uh, New York very briefly for over the holiday for a meeting. And apparently before the holiday break, um, one of my designers found a whole box of Mods X albums, the ones that we released in the States. And I was like, fun, let's see like what it was compared to like how we did it versus like how they do it. In yeah. mm-hmm. And oh my God, um, I would be real pissed as a fan too. <laughs> um, because like literally they had the different versions. Yeah, yeah, they had a different versions of all the members. And I was like, okay, cool. And like I opened it and it was like all the same. Everything was the same. The photo mm-hmm. cards weren't mm-hmm. even quality. Like I would I would have been, as somebody like that works for that company, I would have been like, absolutely not. Like how did this even pass? But, yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, not good. Again, that's... Yeah, and then that's just that. the physical product too. Like, I think all the creative, like uh, musically, promotion, marketing wise, it was all a little rough. rough. Yes, rough. <laughs> yeah, we just True, it's just a completely different ball game. But it's it so is. funny because it's exactly what we used to do in the two thousands, mm-hmm. just yeah. on like ten times crazier. Yeah. Like, they took what we did and was like, yes. how do we make this even way crazier and more parallel? You're so right. We did it. B2K <laughs> had that. B2K mm-hmm. had different albums for a girl, yeah. boy, girl fan right here. <laughs> B2K <laughs> had different albums, sorry, versions for their members. That's how they kind of determined who's the most popular. And that's why mm-hmm. Raspy got treated like Oof. crap. But they had different albums. You know what? He was, he's a troubled one. He was getting a lot of, you know, situations. Oh, poor thing. Yeah, you know, I feel bad for him. <laughs> but yeah, they did use that as like a, like a litmus test. Who's your favorite? Who's the one we should put in the middle? And everyone's like, mm-hmm. I yeah. have my Omarion. I have my shoe K-pop. It was yeah. just like, we'll like, mass produce that. Like they took no dude or frick with it. Yeah. They're yeah. The I mean, the, the, the benefit that they have, which is not necessarily a pro in any way, um, but the control that they have, you know, yeah. like they literally yeah. can say... This is what this is, um, and this is what you're going to do, and this yeah. is when it's going to be released, and ta-da, and then that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Here, it's not that at all. Like, we are at the beck and call of our artists. We can give as much advice as we want. We can say, hey, like, this was what we think could work based on the data and based on how we do it for other artists, etc. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's what the artist wants to do, mm-hmm. um, and 
that's where, you know, sometimes it does work. Sometimes they do take our advice and it works out really well. Sometimes they take our advice and it doesn't work out very well. You know, it goes, you know, it's always like a kind of a, a lottery, as I like to say. Like yeah. you never really know it's really going to hit um, mm-hmm. without like a particular formula. We don't really have one anymore because we do have such a wide variety of genres that are really taking off and nothing, mm-hmm. something that would work for Britney won't work for yeah. Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't really <laughs> yeah. work. Um, while in K-pop, it's kind of, I mean, obviously they have their different genres there as well, but it's completely different. Yeah. It's just a completely different world. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of which you did mention, like with the artists and teams and then your part in the <laughs> whole situation. Um, so you work hand in hand with the artists and their management and the other teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our mm-hmm. CCT crew, CCTV crew members on YouTube asks, in terms of creative design, where do the label mm-hmm. duties start and end compared to the duties of an artist management marketing PR? And this comes from at Lamine428. Thank you, Lamine. Cool. Yeah. Um, it all depends. It depends mm-hmm. on the artist. It's like there's, again, we don't have a particular formula where we're like, it's is day one, you get signed and we're going to start here, et cetera, and then kind of move forward. Some artists come in and they already have a creative team that they like and mm-hmm. we're working with them and hand in hand and trying to make sure that everything gets delivered on the label side that we need in order to do our jobs correctly and promote the way that we need to do. Um, so it, it's very, it's very different. So sometimes we do have like a small artist that comes in developing artists and they literally like start from scratch. They have nothing. Yeah. And we sit down and we talk to them. They're like, what's your vibe? Like, what do you want to portray? Like, what's, what's your music trying to speak to? Yeah. Um, and we'll try and match them with the best possible photographer or a creative director we have a budget yeah. and, um, you know, designer, I have a, a full design team. So there, sometimes we ended up doing the artwork, which is a lot of fun. So then at least like we can work hand in hand with them and they can meet them and kind of like get things done internally as well, which is really fun. And everybody loves it because it's free 99. Um, <laughs> but they're really talented, but they're really talented. Like I have a really talented team. I make sure that that is something that is very important to me to present to artists when they do get signed. Um, so yeah, it all depends on what, what the situation is. So management comes in, sometimes they have a team that they really like. If it's a management like group of people that have multiple artists, sometimes they have the same designer working on their artists because it's all in a similar vibe or, um, they might have their ideas or they might have, you know, chatted with somebody else, like at a recording studio and link them up. It's like all who, you know, in a weird Mm -hmm. way. Um, Mm -hmm. but that's how it works. Yeah. Um, but as far as like the management is management's always involved regardless because they're the speakers for the artist sometimes. So a lot of the time the approval process has to go to management and then they go to the artist and they come back. It's like a lovely game of telephone, which is a lot of fun. Um, and <laughs> then sometimes artists come, you know, exactly as it was like we were talking about Beyonce. Beyonce has her entire own creative team just everything on her own nothing comes through the label from my understanding she's part of columbia so i'm not really sure but usually like she has her team and they do everything that they want to do and then they tap into the label when they need to um we have some artists like that as well but there's a lot of artists that we do like set up with creative directors and photographers and make sure that they're you know they're really happy with whatever's being developed for them mm-hmm. um my team's always kind of have a hand in what they're doing whether they come out with like a new video like we're cutting books for them making sure that that's all their social media stuff 
or if they have a new single coming out and they need some artwork done really quick, like we'll jump in and help out there. So it's like we always kind of have a some sort of hand in all of our projects, which is a lot of fun. But as far as like concept to, you know, execution, it all depends on mm. what the artist has to do have. And I think it, it's like that kind of all across the board as well. Like even on the music side, which is more where I was, like some some artists come and they have their albums done already. Mm-hmm. And there's really right. only paperwork left to do for them. Like just make sure the producers mm-hmm. and everyone are signed off. Um, but some mm-hmm. artists do come where, you know, we need to suggest producers. We need to suggest songwriters. And it starts from scratch. And it's a like a hand-in-hand kind of creative process and development so yeah it kind of all just depends it's not as straightforward as k-pop uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yes yeah yeah um that how has your experience no. been working with artists and their teams and of course you don't need to name names but what have been some examples of really great experiences and maybe some not so good experiences well uh, yeah i mean the thing that i constantly remind myself as well is that like artists are artists um, so they had their opinions and what they like, and you can't read their minds. Um, so sometimes it's a little difficult <laughs> yeah. to exactly execute what they're looking for. Um, but sometimes they're like super chill and they trust us and they're like, yeah, like this is exactly what I was thinking. Or like, you guys did it way better than I could have ever thought of. Um, I mean, a lot of my background is in web design. So I used to do a lot of websites and digital design and stuff. So it was kind of a little step removed from like the overall kind of creative concept thing. But like, I felt like there I had a lot more leeway because Mm. that's something that artists didn't really quite understand how they really worked. Um, So I would kind of like just take whatever like their overall creative is and just make it into like a really beautiful or fun web experience that worked both for them and the marketing teams. Obviously, we need to market it. Um, so I had really good experiences, um, most, mostly good experiences with artists because they've been like, yeah, this looks great. This is awesome. Um, obviously there are one or two that, you know, get really complicated because, you know, they change their mind like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, I'm trying to think of like one, uh, I don't want to name it. I mean, like I got, I did a really great website once for an artist and they literally like sent me a video message and they were like, Tony, thank you so much for this website. It's so beautiful. Um, I love it. It's going to be great for the fans. And I'm like, you're welcome. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like, it's a really stressful environment of doing like seven websites in one yeah. week. It's like something like that and coming back is like really nice. Or even just like an email that's just like, cool, this looks great. Like from the artist, you're like, well, I did yeah, my job. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. Cool. It works, you know? Um, but yeah, there have been some times where I've done multiple comps of something and it just like does it get through and you're just like, you know what? Not for me. <laughs> doesn't work for me. It's so okay. That's the thing that you have to like, yeah, kind of step away and be like, they're artists. Like they have something in their yeah. brain. And if you can't execute That's it, fair. then like maybe somebody else can, but you can't mm-hmm. take anything you. personally. Yeah. For you. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think you does go a long way. I always felt the same, like, yeah. thank yous are not said enough, I think, in general, like in life. But in the music industry, yeah. there was very yeah. little. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that's very interesting. I was more on the logistical side. So it was very, I I was kind of the person that would always say no <laughs> to things. Um, and I kind of had to, in my role, like I had to be that realist and I had to be the one yeah. that had to kind of yeah, you had to say turn no. Their like, dreams down. <laughs> like this, you're asking for way too much. Do it. Yeah. Do with what I gave you. Yeah. 
Mine was not as fun a role. Like, I think for you, at least you get to... I think because you're also creative, it's kind of at least like two artists kind of working together on something as opposed to one person who's just like, no, you don't have the money for that. (laughs) That's true. I mean, we do have to say, no, we don't have the money for that. Yeah. But people are like, I want to use this photographer. And we're like, absolutely like you will get no photos. You better find a Walmart you brand. What? <laughs> sure, yeah. We will go to CVS. Yeah. She's going to take yeah. it on that white bag. Um, but yeah, there's times where where I have to say no or like even think that they want to create um, as far as like their album mm-hmm. or like their packaging where they're like, we want this cool, fun thing. And it's like, if you want your album released and in stores in a you know proper time frame. I don't think we're going to be able to do that or uh, even on the website of things. We're like, I want my face to be AI generated. Like, I don't know if we're going to be able to do that <laughs> internally here. That's um, <laughs> not something we're really well versed in quite yet. Um, so yeah, there have been times where they have like these brand ideas and sometimes they're like, okay, cool. And then they kind of do it themselves. And it's like, all right, if you can figure it out, awesome. But yeah. you know. Talking about these concepts, we have another question from an album a day podcast, which is at a three day podcast on Twitter. And they ask, do you prefer to bring a concept to the artists and their team for consideration or would you rather flesh out a concept brought to you? Um, Personally, I think it's a lot easier, not easier, um, definitely not easier, um, but a lot better to know you're going to get exactly what the artist wants when they think of the concept themselves yeah um it's their image and it's their music of what they're presenting and we can say okay here this is what we can do with this concept and kind of go from there which is a lot simpler like trying to like figure something out of being like this is a cool concept i don't know if it's gonna work for you but do you like this and then it not feeling genuine to them Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely we like to hear what the artist has to say or what they want to do or what they think is fun and cool and innovative. And then we can try and like figure out how to do that rather than being like, here's something really dope. Do you want to do this? And then like, if yeah. they hate it or like, if they do do it and they don't like it and then it just doesn't fit like them, then it's like, Oops. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> we do less of that though. Like, it's not usually the case. Like we're not usually bringing a concept to them and say like you have to do this like a la k-pop <laughs> yeah. oh yeah um, right. so see like as a songwriter we get like i want you to write a hit i want you something that feels like a vibe what are some words like some really just lazy descriptors that you've received that were so vague but in their mind they knew exactly what the hell they were talking about like i want you to write a hit wow yeah what? yeah like you know like, um, so we get <laughs> We get a lot of words like, oh, can you make it like really edgy? We're like, edgy. What's edgy to you? Edgy is a big one. Yeah. um, Which is fun. Um, Like, but like my, my definition of edgy is not your definition of edgy. So it's like, Mm-hmm. Edgy is a very broad term. Like, can you send some examples, please? Right. Because I don't really know what your edgy is. Because edgy could be like, you know, like dark and gloomy, like yeah. guy with a guitar, like on a bridge. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't. Or it could like, be whatever. opposite and like, be crazy colors. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. Abstract. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah, or yeah. being like grungy and like bright purple and blacks and it's like yeah. um, edgy can be so many different things 
So like that's one that definitely comes to mind. Um, actually, um, I mean, cool. Like, oh, 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 cool. cool. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, <laughs> lazy. You, yeah, you like, probably get it like so much though. You probably get it so much. And people think I told them what I wanted. I'm yeah. like, you need to give me a list of metadata. I don't care how you figure yeah. it out. Give me something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, back in the day, it kind of used to be easier because there used mm. to be like a general like, aesthetic for the type of artists that would come out like the small young pop singer songwriter had a general like vibe about them where you're like okay i can pick pick three different ways of doing this and yeah all three ways they're probably gonna like it they're gonna pick one out of three and then there was like hip-hop artists where it's like okay i know like these three things are going to like really relate to the hip-hop artists so it's like Mm -hmm. nowadays it's just like everything's kind of like mixed into each other so it's been really interesting trying to figure out the creative mindset of a lot of you know what the artist wants right mm-hmm. um but yeah cool edgy mm. clean is a good word can you make it clean okay <laughs> clean can mean many different things too <laughs> um so it's great so, yeah, so we get you. those all the time awesome well an album a day podcast also asked is there anything going on in the field that you would like to enhance your knowledge about and what are some current upcoming trends within the music industry that people will see more of in the coming years uh, in the creative mm. field mm. um well one thing that obviously uh, sticks out is definitely the ai stuff mm-hmm. uh, more and more artists have been using the ai generators to create their artwork which yeah. has been interesting on the that's, legal front yeah yep. that's uh risky yeah very risky um not only risky it's just like we kind of don't really know how to handle it as far as like credit is concerned i mean like before like you have a designer or you have a photographer and you get the rights for that stuff um but as far as this ai stuff like we don't really know how to touch on it on a legal front yet Mm -hmm. entirely i mean we kind of have been figuring it out but yeah it's been interesting trying to just like see like when an ai artist comes in or artwork comes in from an artist and we're like okay yeah yeah let's figure this out um, so that's been something that will probably be more and more seen on artwork, um, which is both a good and a bad thing, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, there's a, obviously a debate about like AI art and stuff um, yeah. that we don't have to get into. But um, so that's been something. And then like just still like the mix match of genres um, as far as like creatives concerned, like a lot of it is taken from like the 2000s now. So it's like, yeah. you see a lot more of that, like Y2K inspired art meets 90s, meets like a little bit of 80s, meets all of these different types of like the best aspects of each one of the decades kind of put mm-hmm. together into something really cool and innovative, which is a lot of fun. Um, I've been noticing a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all that's coming to mind right now as far as things that are coming through that I've seen. Mm-hmm. For sure. Right before I left label, I know we were talking about NFTs. That was kind of right when mm-hmm. that whole conversation mm-hmm. was going on. I know you were kind of leading a lot of the mm-hmm. conversation as well. So what do you think? I know yeah. it's died down a little bit in terms of people talking about it in the public, but people definitely are still working on it. I know yeah. a lot of people working at startups yeah. that are into it. Yeah. So yeah, what do you see kind of happening yeah. with that still? Um, I'm not really sure. We've kind of taken a step back from the NFT space internally. Mm-hmm. Um, we were kind of like trying to figure it out. I mean, I think we helped Kings of Leon do something um, yes. with their album at the time. Um, I think you were helped work on that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
Yeah, we've definitely taken a step back just because it did kind of die down. But a lot of our artists are doing things on their own. So like you'll probably see things coming from our artists, like with their own individual projects and what they're doing with different partners Mm -hmm. on their end rather than it coming from the label end. Um, So we really haven't touched in the NFT space since that time yeah. um so i don't really have much to say on nfts at the moment felt that felt that yeah a lot of artists are getting to like yeah. web 3 and then like k-pop yep. now some Starting of it too even though some of it's like not good like dream catchers is not great some of it is almost like yeah. AI generated. People are like, isn't that like a deviant artwork that you guys like rip from the internet? <laughs> so it's starting to turn into like this thing where they're just trying to like a little bit of a cash grab. I mean, it's, right, that's right. what it's for. But yeah. K-pop is like, yeah, hey, technology. We have the fastest internet here in Korea. Let's like, yeah. you know, it's turning yeah. into like this thing. So it should be interesting to see what they do with it and how everyone else responds. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. K-pop music is like, what are they doing over there? Yeah. So I'm curious to see what yeah. Also, as an SM stan, have you heard about how ESPA's virtual uh, member, or, or I don't know. Oh, Novice. Novice is, is, is getting, debuting as an artist. She's being transmuted as an artist. Not that I did not hear amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a virtual artist debuting wow. under SM this year. So let's, oh, see, nice. let's see how that goes. They might do it the way they did the, the KDA rollout for League of Legends, where they just have marks. Oh. And you have to kind of stand like in this gap, like imagine there is novice <laughs> between Chris and I. Like, hello, novice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sure like that... a V2, like, yeah, yeah like VTubers. VTubers, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I hate well, it. <laughs> you know what? I think in I Asia, know. they were always just like that. Even with like Hatsune Miku. Oh, yeah. She opened for Gaga. Oh, that's that what I'm saying. That was bizarre. I was like, oh, yeah. no one knew what was going on. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like Gaga. No, yeah, nah, nah, that's not her. You know, like, like I don't know what I'm looking at. But you know, what? on brand, on brand, right, right, for Gaga. Right. Yes. Somebody like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's with it, nigga. Um, um, but <laughs> yes, there, there was that boy group that debuted. I think oh my last God. year with the with, with the, the one member. He reacted to another virtual, virtually created gr- group. The member re- reacted to this virtual girl group. <laughs> It was just like some weird, like inception meta mess I've never seen in my life. He was like, oh, oh no, oh no. Well, well, and I'm like, oh, not you no. reacting to the fake, the fake boy reacting to the fake girl. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. There's oh, something there. about that. She's like, does it? And like, honestly, like, I don't even like look at that. Like, it's weird. The weirdest part, though, was mm-hmm. the other members that were real people. And then yeah. they had to like, compete with this ai yeah, they like, like yeah. made like beautiful and it's like god like what oh, i don't know i do i can't she said they made him beautiful but it's true i mean it's yeah like that's what they're trying to do and it's yeah. like you have to compete with something that's fake and then mm-hmm. like as a fan like who do, do you do you bias the right ai one or the yeah. real guys. That is great. You oh, know what? See, oh, in America, it's so much easier. It's only like individual artists, like artists, like little Michaela. It's just her. But yeah. she actually has selfies and everyone's, I don't know yeah, yeah. how they do it. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. people buy into I, it. I mean, that's you know? something so. that's a little in, more innovative. And again, it's a one person type of scenario where yeah, other like, people aren't really affected in the whole concept. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. care. I don't know. Weird. I don't know if I'm too old. But the packaging like might that. be interesting. Could you imagine <laughs> yeah, you never true. have to take pictures? Like we the metadata will be like all the code edgy. 
<laughs> cool, dark. Yeah, yeah. Virtual. Yeah, sleek, clean character. You know, like yeah. minimalistic. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. It may be like a little like hologram like comes out and it's just like the member with the tail. imagine the packaging? Like, oh, my oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, I would purchase that. <laughs> I would put just my money. like, you know, dance on your... You know, you were saying like, you know, that's something that you aren't getting into right now. But, you know, there are some people coming up, watching this, listening to you saying, oh, my gosh, she didn't even know about K-pop or she didn't even know about certain things, but she's learned and she's developed herself so well. So what kind of advice mm-hmm. would you have for anyone hoping to do what you're doing today? Yeah, I would kind of just like if you wanted to get into like music or like design in music or just like be interested in what's actually happening in the world i mean keep your eyes open like there's i mean it's harder today it, it's definitely yeah. a lot harder today than it was yeah. back then and back then is literally like only 10 years ago like it's not even like it was like <laughs> my day like 30 it's literally like moving so fast at yeah. any given time where um you know if you're a creator um, or a creator, photographer or designer, like what's been really helpful and how like I've been finding different artists is honestly like Instagram, like make sure you have a portfolio, make sure you're putting your work out there. Like we're going to consistently find different people based on their individual skill sets. So mm. before when I was in school, it was like you kind of had to do a little bit of everything. Like you kind of had to get into different aesthetics in every single possible way mm-hmm. now it's very much like you have your own thing where it's like you're really good at this particular aesthetic or you're really good at like typography or you're really good at this and it's like we look for those individual people that can really hone in on mm-hmm. the thing that we're looking for um if i'm hiring in i look for somebody that had a little bit of diversity in um their portfolio as far as creatives concerned just because we do work on a roster of all different kinds of artists like mm-hmm. we touch hip-hop, rap, pop, country, not K-pop, because they do their own creating. We know this. Um, uh, but yeah, like the genres just like are so widespread mm-hmm. of like, you have to be able to adapt in a way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want to kind of like be a freelancer and do your thing, like definitely put your stuff out there, like get out there. Um, that's something that I didn't really do because I was so internal on it and everything. And it's criminal happened until i was already like halfway in the music industry anyway so it was a little bit different for me um but yeah that's how we're looking for certain like individual artists at least you are working with artists and their teams and everything every day so what are some best practices for working most effectively with a creative team just trust us i think that is a big thing everybody thinks that they're creative sometimes they are you know Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that they're not um, but there's a lot of like, you know, trust that gets, you know, brought into the equation. And mm-hmm. if you don't trust us, then it's hard if you have your own opinions and you kind of want to stick to what you know and you are used to or whatever. It kind of like it could either be fine or it can like stunt you and we're here to help. Um, and we've been through we have our degrees in design and there's certain ways we do things because yeah. that's how it work um i mean granted like creative is very like broad of a thing and you can go very many different ways with it but there are reasons why we make certain decisions to make sure that it's the best that it can be um so i think it's just a little bit of just you know a good collaboration 
um, conversation would be amazing. Just to be like, hey, this is what you're looking for. This is what we um, will bring to the table. And this is mm-hmm. what we suggest. And it's your, you know, the honesty is also really, really key because don't just say, yeah, because you, you think that this is all you can have. It's you're like, I don't like any of these options that you're giving me, whether that be creative directors or photographers or design comps or whatever. Like we want to make sure that we're giving you what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely like be honest. I mean, like in a kind way, like, you know, yes. just be like, this is trash. Um, be, <laughs> like, say like, okay, like this is not what I was looking for, but actually this one is going in the right direction of like what I was thinking. And then we can kind of like figure out based on you know the feedback that we're getting um yeah i think that that would be very very important to have like just a such discussion with us mm-hmm. and make sure that we're all on the same page yeah and i think the, the big understanding is like we're all working for you yeah you know like we're trying yes. to help you and, and yes. um there's a lot yeah i definitely experienced that a lot where people were kind of fighting against mm. um us um, and it's like, mm-hmm. no, like we're on your team here. Yeah. Like we're trying to support yeah. you. So I think fail. that's definitely right. a yeah. big thing that people need to always keep in mind. Yeah. 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 We want yeah. we want you to succeed, you know, like whether that's a personal feeling of being like, no, we really love you. We want to make sure that like you get exactly what you're here for. Um, or on a business level, like we want you to succeed. Yeah. Like, yeah. You. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> please, please. You know what I mean? So it's like, we're not, we're not here to like, you know, be your enemy in any sort of way. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there are certain opinions and certain artists have had bad experiences with certain labels. And, yeah. you know, I can't speak to that. I'm not on that side mm-hmm. of the label system. I don't work in A&R. I don't really know um, how any of that really goes down. It's just what I hear. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, at the end of the day, it's like we're here to, you know, help you. That's mm-hmm. what we want to do. And that's why, you know, we're doing it for you and, and music. That's why we're here. Like anybody that really works in a label is there because they want to be there. Like they love yeah. music and they want to make sure that yeah. we're putting out the best that we can. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So we are a music podcast. We, and are? we clearly have great taste. So please recommend us some music. What songs are on repeat for you right now? What should our listeners listen to? Okay, so a um, little bit of a shameless plug, but it's really good. And we've mm. been sitting on it for a minute and I'm so glad it's out. But everybody should listen to Lottery by Lotto because it's a hit and yeah. it's a jam. And it's I'm so excited that it's finally out there because it's like, the perfect pop song that I've heard in a minute. Um, so definitely at lottery. It's so good. Um, and then obviously Pink Panthers, Ice Spice. Um, just talking about her. that song. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Pink Panthers is a season me. Um, we love a fellow NCT <laughs> fan. Yes, she is. Um, so, so yes. Yeah, so we stand, we stand Pink Panthers. Um, in the K pop space, I've been listening to a lot of XG lately oh yeah they're really fun yeah yeah and i know this is surprising for me because hmm. i'm not usually a girl group stand but like i really like xg i think they're fun they're good yeah they're a good it's, group they, they came like out group but like girl singing <laughs> like their songs are so laid back yeah, I'm like, I that's it <laughs> i was just saying that's why i'm like yeah i like that. that's what i was thinking i was like they feel like a boy group a little bit like the way the they're mm. producing their songwriters are a lot of like r&b yeah. k k r&b singers and i was yeah. like yeah yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. So they've been fun. I mean, and all their songs are in English, so it's super adaptable for like all of your friends that aren't K-pop fans. You can be like, listen to this. They'll be like, I like it. And be like, well, K-pop's. Um, and then trying to think. I mean, I recently got back on um, the Beckin bandwagon. I love Beckin. And he just came back from the military. So I'm expecting to come back soon. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Tony, for hanging out with us today. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I'm so honored to be on this podcast. But yes, well, welcome to the CCTV crew. It's nice to have another crew member. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you like to plug anything else that um, you know anything that came out or any projects before we wrap up? Um, I don't really have much to to plug. I guess. I mean, you can follow me on social media. I don't. I'm never really on social media at all. It's good for you. I'm rarely on there. But if you want to follow me, um, I'm at Tony and Aro on everything. Uh, Instagram, Twitter. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And let us know what other aspects of the music industry you'd like to hear about. You can join our crew at Patreon.com to hang out with us. And please comment below or message us at. CCTV pops on all social media. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and turn on those notifications for our YouTube channel. And if you're enjoying the show on a podcast platform, please give us a follow, rating, and a review. We do read those. Thank you. Until next time, that's Chris. That's Dan. And that's Tony. And we are CCTV. Bye. Bye. Bye.